Well, good evening, and you are listening to KSPN Los Angeles. With DeMarco Farr, I'm J.B. Long, and the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, is with us live from Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks. And your quarterback, Jared Goff, said it was one of his favorite wins as a Ram, no doubt. Was that sentiment shared around the facility today? Yeah, I think uh, any win's a good win. It's the most recent one, and more than anything, I'm just impressed that you're coming off the injury uh, You're coming off the injury list, and you're finding a way to just grind through tonight's show, man. <laughs> You guys are going to carry most of What am of I the, missing? Uh, what? Oh, yeah. you're, what? Thankfully, the flu bug went around your facility, oh, you're good. as I understand. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah it did. A, he don't a miss a day. voice coming off a, a, uh, a primetime affair. Scratching, clawing, biting, doing everything it takes to win a football game. I mean, if I'm Jared Goff, I mean, that would be one of my signature wins. That was a great win for this football team. Yeah, and I think it epitomized the team win, and that's what we wanted to do, is you figure out how do you put all three phases together. Uh, there's no style points, man. We'll take the win however we can get it. That was a tough physical uh, team that we played against, and that was the best way we felt like uh, we could accomplish our goal, and, and the players did that. I, I guess that's the other question. Is that what you could do with what you had with the the news you got with Robert Woods and everything, or is that what you wanted to do versus Chicago? I think it's a part, of, a little bit of both, uh, DeMarco. You know, any time that you lose a player of Robert Woods' caliber, you know, really you find out about an hour and a half before, um, you know, you got to make your adjustments. But I was really, really impressed with Guy's ability just to step up uh, in his absence. Obviously, we had a lot of young linemen stepping up, and I think yesterday really represented a lot of the mental toughness that you want to exude as a team and, and that the team personified and demonstrated and uh, it was a great team win it was gutsy and, and there was a lot of positives to be able to take away from it to that point is it too soon to say whether Robert Woods will be a part of week 12 action or when he might rejoin the Rams yeah I, I you know we expect him to be back this week and and the, and the hope is is that he'll he'll play this week but you know most importantly uh he's in a good place um and and we just want to make sure that you know before we get him back and, re- and ready to roll that uh, he's feeling good about everything and, and that's something that he wants to do and brandon cooks another receiver uh, tweeted today fully equipped ready for battle and it sounds like uh, you share that message he there should you be out there yeah he's uh he's good to go and really he's been good to go for the last couple weeks in terms of being asymptomatic, all the things that you want to be able to check off. But uh, really, we're just kind of checking all the boxes uh, on our end from a team standpoint. But but Brandon's been good, and I know he's been chomping at the bit to get back out. I wish I could have been there when you told Mike Thomas he's going to have an expanded role in the offense. Yeah, he, he yeah. you know, those guys... And really, you know, whether it be Mike, whether it be Johnny Munt and, and Tyler Higby playing a lot more snaps than what they're typically accustomed to. Um, you look at just Josh Reynolds' ability to be able to move around, Cooper playing some different spots. Uh, a lot of guys really did a great job last night, DeMarco. Jared Goff really seems to find Josh Reynolds, and when he does, Reynolds finds the end zone. It's a shame that one didn't yeah, stand necessarily, but... For those reasons, would you like to see him stay a part of this offensive game plan even when the other two get back in your lineup? Yeah, I think so, and that's the challenge is, is finding ways to, to continue to keep a playmaker like Josh involved because he is a really he's – a, he's a guy that's got a, a lot of really big upside. Uh, he's continued to do a great job of maximizing his opportunities, and, and that is uh, those are positive problems for us. How about at right tackle? Is Rob Havenstein in the mix this week, or is he going to sit for another? You know, he's he's most likely doubtful, uh, but, but until we put – you know. We, We'll see how he's feeling. We, you know, we still have a week until kickoff with us playing on Monday night. But when he originally got injured, we felt like it was probably going to be a two-week injury. He's making good progress, but we'll probably have a little bit better idea later on in the week. Bobby Evans was heavy-handed, as usual, on game day. He was. He was heavy-handed, and if you want to see a guy get excited on a touchdown that you can tell is out there having fun, watch (laughs) his reaction after Malcolm Brown's touchdown to punch it in. 
uh, it was uh, it got a good laugh with the team meeting today. But he is he was having fun, man. He enjoys competing, and and we love that. We were talking, man. I, I like the way that line looks. I mean, that's a nicely constructed NFL offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get some removal on guys <laughs> like you on the inside, man. <laughs> You're listening to the Coach McVay Show, a Week 12 edition from Thousand Oaks with DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long on ESPN LA 710. How do you leverage the extra day this week? It'll turn into the opposite next week, of course, with sure. a short week, but with Monday Night Football being the last team to play in Week 12. Yeah, you, so what you try to do is you stay on a regulated schedule. Really, you know, it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past, J.B., but we'll have the Players' Day off tomorrow, and then we'll end up going for Wednesday and Thursday, practice like you're playing on a Sunday, but we'll actually give the players off again on Friday to try to let themselves you know just continue to get as much rest as possible saturday will be like a friday and then sunday will be like a saturday so basically what you do is you go through a normal week with the exception of all right let's give them friday off and then you just move everything back one day after that you encourage them get off your feet you know yeah you know they know it's a recovery deal but i also think it's a good just chance to say all right let's make sure that everything we do is for a reason and sometimes those natural breaks give the appreciation and and help keep them fresh just by nature of all right not being here too too much i had a gm that fined me 50 bucks on an off day if he saw me standing up i'm not kidding when he made me starter i bet you that would be illegal now uh, it's steve ortmeyer i'll I'll fine you 50 bucks if i see you standing up on tuesday probably file a grievance (laughs) maybe right (laughs) Uh, but looking ahead to monday night football uh you know we don't want any parallels with last year's game, right, for, right. for all the obvious reasons and some of them tragic. But uh, if nothing else, if we can create the similar atmosphere mm. for this contest that you had against the Chiefs a year ago, an indelible memory, I think, for all of us and in really Los Angeles sports lore. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was uh, that was a special night. You know, the, the crowd came out. They were great. I thought the fans were outstanding last night, you know, for, for our, uh, you know, a game in prime time at night at the Coliseum and uh, hopeful for a very similar setting next Monday. Oh, this game is guaranteed to be bananas. I mean... This is Monday night. There you go. Baltimore's coming. You're here. Come on. Let's go. It's going to be bananas. Yeah. I mean, even the storyline feels a little bit like that. You remember oh, where yeah. the Chiefs were sitting with their quarterback and their offense a year ago about this time of year, and here we are with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, who we're going to talk a lot they've about. Been, your voice, they've right? been really impressive. It's, um, you know, it's something that, you know, as you start to dive into the tape, you, you know, you immediately see why they've been so uh, efficient and effective, and, and really they're playing great as a team. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, they're, they're a great offense, and, and Lamar deservingly so. Has, has gotten a lot of the headlines, but but they're playing as a they're playing great as a football team as a whole. And shoot, man, we got a guy we're pretty familiar with that's been a big boost to a lot of the good production their defense has had over the last few weeks as well. And Marcus Peters, that's right, a lot to talk wow. about. We'll get to Peters and also the Rams corner Jalen Ramsey and the impact he's had on this defense, which uh, has surrendered a total of thirty points over the past four games, at least the ones going back to Atlanta. Plus, we'll talk about remaking the offensive line and doing so with uh, different personnel and on short notice with Sean McVay as we continue with the Week 12 edition of the Coach McVay Show. DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long, and the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, live from Cal Lutheran and Thousand Oaks on ESPN LA 710. Second down and seven as he takes the snap. It's a play fake. Sets up to throw. Swings it left side. Gurley in space. The 50. Bears territory 40. Down the left sideline, and Todd Gurley goes out on his feet with a first down at the Chicago 30. All season long, they have struggled to find Todd Gurley in the passing game. That was a well-designed screen, and it hits. 
All right, back with Sean McVay and DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long, and let's pick it up right there with some of the offensive things. And Todd Gurley will come up in this conversation numerous times, I'm sure. But uh, we've chatted on this program about how hard it's been to link up with him in that screen game that you've uh, run so well through a couple of years. Hit that early and and had some success with it last night against the Bears. Yeah, it was good to get him involved really in both phases. You know, just getting him touches, whether it be in the run game or in the pass game where where you saw and and some of the screens and even as, you know, a check down on some of the play actions. He did a great job. And and I think, uh, you know, usually when you get Todd going like that, really always for us, when you get Todd going like that, that's good for the Rams. You know, after the game, I saw him walk through the locker room. He's covered head to toe in just dirt and grass stains. And I'm like, that's the way it's supposed to look. Yes. It's easy to find Jared. He's the clean one. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's the way no, an offense should function. Point. Yeah, and, and I think in an ideal situation, you're able to run the ball and get enough touches off where you can kind of control it and limit the opportunities that you feel like you have to drop back and when you can keep your quarterback clean and your running back ends up doing a great job with the touches he has of maximizing his opportunities and being efficient throughout the night, uh, that's, a, that's a good scenario for us. I didn't see this until now. Just one hit allowed. No sacks and one hit. I mean, yep. that's an, on a rebuilt offensive line. I mean, that's even more impressive. It really is. And, and I thought, uh, you know, hats off to Coach Cromer and, and uh, you know, his ability to get those guys ready. Uh, a lot of guys stepping up, and, and it was great to be able to see. Back to Gurley for a second, and you always preach don't flinch when adversity hits, right? Yep. Is, is part of your role as a play caller and a head coach when someone makes a mistake, like a fumble on the first offensive snap of the game, being ready and willing to go right back to him to allow Todd or whoever else it is to make amends right away. In the Absolutely. Flow of the game. No question, JB. And, and I think that's exactly what he demonstrated last night with the amount of touches. And if you saw a guy that was unfazed by it, but then the increased level of urgency with how to protect the ball, you see anytime he gets in traffic, that offhand cover was, was relevant. And really, you know, just seeing the way that he responded, I thought was as important as anything. That's exactly what we said in the team meeting today, actually. Mm-hmm. I just, as a head coach for young players, I mean, what, What's the worst thing you can do when you have a play like that as a player, when you put it on the ground? Yeah, let it compound. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, hey, we, we, you know, we say it all the time, but, it, but it's the truth. You know, you face it, you fix it, and you do it better next time. And, and I know that anybody I've been around that's an elite competitor that's wired intrinsically the right way, which Todd is, they can't wait for their next opportunity to make sure that they learn from it and they show that's not going to be something that's going to define the night, but I just can't wait to have another opportunity to compete and make it right. That's funny. Didn't Cooper Cup's big play come after? a penalty yeah yeah the next play it did yeah uh, hey, you know what maybe he flinched him on purpose actually <laughs> so maybe. that he could get that long touchdown you know what he's smart enough to do something like that who has the uh, more promising future as a lead blocking fullback cup or, or johnny munt yeah you know what on the uh second time we ran that lead the one of the first times we ran that lead draw after the first carry of the night you know they were both uh you know they both had their their lead blocks right up sandwiched against each other yeah. so they both did a good job and hey the more you can do right Kirk Morrison wanted me to ask the origin of that play. Like, where do you kind of pull that out of the archives to match that up behind a retooled offensive line against the Chicago Bears front? You know, that was something that, uh, you know, that's been a play that's been run for a while. You know, it was basically just a lead draw. I mean, you saw, you know, a couple years ago, and I know it started way before them. I can remember Romo. He had the sweetest action off of it when when Dallas was uh, rolling for a handful of years, and it was Marion Barber, and they had Julius Jones, and they were running a bunch of that lead draw action. 
Uh, I've seen New England run it over the last couple of years, so it's it's definitely a play that's been around, and you know we we stole it from somebody. Somebody did it before us. Fortunately, you have a number three tight end and a receiver who's willing and able to do it as that's part right. of your personnel package. No question. You know, you, it takes willing guys, and and that's exactly what those guys both were last night. We were watching, man. How about Johnny Munn? I mean, leading up in there with his helmet. I mean, getting down in there. Oh yeah, being nasty. Guys got excited seeing that. You know. Oh yeah, that'll fire you up. You know, I mean, I, look, I mean, asking him to do that, it's, I'm sure he was a willing guy, you know? He was. No questions he, he did it. He, you know what? For him to step in on short notice and play a lot more snaps than I think any of us anticipated, you know, and, and he was he was sore. You know, he had tweaked his groin earlier in the week in practice, and he fought through, and I thought he got better as the game unfolded. And, and really, that experience is invaluable for these guys. And, and Johnny played the most snaps of his career, and, and he did a great job. All three of the tight ends popped up on the injury report but made big plays for you on Sunday Night Football. They did you know Johnny and Tyler and a lot of the known kind of early down and distance situations and then you know for Gerald to be able to make that play I thought was huge and you know great job by Jared recognizing that coverage contour and, and being able to get the ball up and down before Clinton Dix can get over the top and and then for us to go quickly and not Malcolm to be able to punch it in that two play sequence was huge for us the coach McVay show is presented by in and out tonight in and out that's what a hamburger is all about as DeMarco hinted at Goff barely hit was not sacked I think I only said Khalil name uh, Khalil Max name once all all evening. Was that an added benefit of kind of yesterday's structure? And how do you evaluate the quarterback play within everything that transpired last night? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, you know. And and I thought uh, when you just look at the capabilities that a player like him and some other players on their defense has to just tr- totally ruin a game. I think that was very important for us to say, all right, let's not let these elite players just wreck the game. And, and I thought our guys did a great job of executing the plan. And again, similar to what we're saying with Todd, I, I uh, you don't love to be able to turn the football over on your first two drives. That's never uh, so you know that's never a good recipe for winning football. The defense bailed us out, but again, like we talked about with Todd, I did like the way that Jared responded after that with the opportunities mm-hmm. he had. And that defense did stand up, didn't they? They were awesome. My they, God, they, they did a great <laughs> job. And then you know what? That's uh, uh, you know the standards, the expectations, the way that they've been playing. Um, you know that's that's what we expect from our guys right now. But unselfish, man. It's all about the win. It's not about who's getting the win or who's getting or who's doing the job. It's just about getting the victory. That's what I like the best. Yeah, I agree. Eleven of eighteen for Jared, one seventy three. There were a couple of uh, throwaways. I'm curious when you look back on film, were some of those examples of what you spoke of last week? Were taking an incompletion, throwing it away. Maybe it's Blake mm. Bortles over there on the sideline who makes the catch. Is actually a good play, or were there some missed opportunities in those? as well I think it's a combination of both you know uh the just like anything else like we're saying with the defense the expectations we have for Jared are high and the decision making the timing the accuracy how quickly are you recognizing things and getting through progressions is something that uh you know he's going to continue to get you know a a mastery of he's going to continue to improve as he continues to gain that experience uh, but he did save his best for, his, for for last, and I thought his best drive was the last drive where he made some big throws for us. That was a big-time throw, like you said, to, to Everett. Great catch to stay in bounds, but the throw was right there on the money. It was, yeah. And, and I mean, and, and that's not a routine-type play, you know. And for him to be able to recognize that, uh, that's when you could see he just kind of felt it. That was a play that we had run, and we were kind of hoping for either a completion underneath or something like that. And I thought it was great by him to be able to feel that. And Reynolds making big, big catches in the fourth quarter. No question. Yeah, yeah. Huge. And, and really, you know, he ends up having the 51-yard touchdown called back. Uh, but I just love the way that we were able to overcome that and still finish that drive uh, with, with a touchdown. He had the 
deep out off the play action that was a big conversion for us and then to be able to get a, in a similar outbreaking route on that right sideline on the third down uh, we had to have that play and that was huge as we wrap up this offensive segment kind of back to the offensive line and the running game a little bit it wasn't just new people in new places but it was a different style of running attack wasn't it how much do you relish that challenge as a coach along with Aaron Cromer and your other staffers when you have to kind of almost scrap it and start over with new pieces and a new design in yeah, one week. It is fun. It, it's, uh, you know, it's something that it's about continuing to identify our players' strengths most importantly. You know, you hear us talk about it, but we're really figuring out these guys and, and what are they best at, what are the best ways for us to attack the opposing defense uh, with their skill, our player skill set in mind first and foremost, and then what are some uh, concepts in the run game or whatever it is that we're trying to get done that we feel like are going to be successful against some of the variety of front structures in their personnel as well so it is a combination of what works against the bears but also hey we've been an outside zone team for a couple of years now but that was with a bunch of different names on the back of our jerseys i think so and and you know we ended up closing the game out with an outside zone uh where todd did a good job of on the third down yeah. and two being able to get it but but yeah you saw a different identity and i think to answer your question jb it was a little bit of both you know our players and then the scheme we were going against i mean nasty liked it i just like seeing johnny mutton like take out take on linebackers that's mm. fun do yeah. that some more for it. There you go. please <laughs> yeah call that again <laughs> Uh, looking ahead to the Ravens, and after Sunday night football, Monday night football is next in Week 12. Baltimore at 8-2, and two, the Rams at 6-4. and four. Coming up next on the Coach McVay Show, a local product, David Long Jr., plays some substantial defensive snaps in the midst of a talented and successful Rams secondary. We'll turn our attention to that group and the challenge ahead of them in a week's time as we continue tonight on ESPN LA 710. Second down and 10 from the Rams, 39. Trying to pitch a first-half shutout. Trubisky throws down the line and right. Caught by Allen Robinson on the receiver screen. And his old Jacksonville teammate, Jalen Ramsey, throws him out of bounds with a minimal gain. All right, welcome back to Cal Lutheran on a Monday night with Marco Farr. I'm J.B. Long, and the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, is here looking ahead to the 8-2 Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. So back-to-back primetime affairs at the Coliseum. Hope you will join us under the lights. Uh, speaking of Jalen Ramsey, since his arrival, the first-team defense has surrendered a total of 30 points over the past four games going back to Atlanta. Uh, not all of that can be attributed directly to Jalen, of course, but I'm sure he plays a role in the defense collectively beyond just his role in coverage and making the tackles we heard about. He does. You know, very similar to like what you've heard us say about Aaron. Uh, he's one of those guys that enables you to do some different things that then can, you know, really free up some other play ops for, for some of our other 10 players on defense. And, and he enables us to be a little bit more versatile in some of the things that we can do coverage-wise, uh, depending upon if we want to have him travel with somebody. Uh, so he's He's been great. He's a complete player. I think you see him make plays in man coverage. You see him make plays with zone. Uh, he's coming up. He's tackling. He's doing a bunch of different things, and, and that's why he's such a complete special player. I know he changes the game. How does he change practice for you? you oh, know, he's sure, He makes it competitive. And the thing that's fun about him, too, is, you know, without having to say anything, you know, the, the, the great players I've been around, you know, have great practice habits, and, and nobody has to tell them anything except for just the way that they go about their work. And when you watch how intentional he is about it, working his techniques, even in a walkthrough, like I remember I was watching him on, uh, on Saturday, you know, the day before the game, we're doing kind of a jog through where it's kind of just a wrap up of some of the things you want to do situationally, things like that. And you just watch how in tune he is when he's playing man coverage to get himself in the right proper position the footwork and and even though we didn't even have cleats on you know just those guys find a way to just be so deliberate in everything that they're doing and that's what he does 
So what's interesting to me is uh, no injuries that I'm aware of in the secondary. You have him playing well. You have Nikhil Roby Coleman doing what he always does in the slot, and Troy Hill holding his own, getting an interception yesterday. And you look up, and here's David Long Jr. playing 15 defensive snaps under the lights. What kind of made that work, and why was he a part of your game plan against Chicago? Yeah, he did a great job. You know, you could clearly see it wasn't too big for him, JB. You know, he came in. Um, you know, we they had some different personnel groupings where you know we felt like we wanted to be able to get an extra defensive back on the grass to be able to match up, and and he came in and did a really nice job. And I think that's a credit to him being ready uh, when his opportunity called. And I don't think we anticipated that specific personnel group playing 15 snaps, oh, okay. which he did, but. Uh, you know, sometimes the game unfolds differently than what you expect, and uh, that certainly isn't exclusive to offense. You know, some of that goes with the defense as well, with how we want to match what they decide to do, and, and he delivered in a big way, and, and I think it was a real reflection of just his preparation, and, and then also, you know, our coaches getting him ready. The scouting reports that I've read about David coming out of Michigan is he has some of that man stickiness that Jalen does, not saying he's Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. or the next iteration of it, but has he been that for the Rams so far? Like, do you see those coverage skills and what you want to do in that regard? Yeah, that was a big part of why we liked him so much you know you could see the system that he played in 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 Michigan you know you you got a good evaluation of just his ability to just kind of play tight coverage and come up and challenge guys but I also think you've seen a a real uh, big growth from him to be able to play because a lot of his snaps were from that slot position so he can play outside he can play inside he's learning more and more about how you know some of the zone principles that that we're running whether it be some of our split safety or single high and I think his understanding of those big picture uh, you know just concepts showed up with his ability to play a lot of different things last night and he was up right on the depth chart it was his time to play oh yeah yeah it was he was ready and 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 he capitalized on his opportunity and and it's a credit to just how conscientious he is and you know really until the last couple weeks he hasn't been active but but he hasn't missed when his chances have uh presented themselves i thought he was great i'm glad he played well but i mean it was his turn you Got to play, right? You know what I mean? Next man up. Yeah. (laughs) Happy birthday today to Corey Littleton, middle linebacker for the Rams, had another nice performance. And when you can match up someone like him on a player like Tariq Cohen, what an advantage is that for your defense? It's big, you know, and and Corey's versatility enables us to do a lot of different things. He can blitz. He can play coverage. uh, He's a great tackler. He can play and run support. And I think that's what we've all seen from him the last couple years. What does he have to do to like to have a breakthrough? You know, like to, to to have a breakthrough performance. I, I think mean, he's had it. You think so? Yeah, Carolina. Yeah. You don't think Carolina game, the the first game of the year, he made a pretty big impact in that game. No doubt. You I'm, know, I think he's you know he's consistent. I mean, I think he's one of those guys that has been so consistent and so productive. You almost take him for granted, but um, you know that because that's just what he does. Uh, he's going to quietly, you know, just produce and and be really steady and and get in on, on a lot of the action, and then you know his versatility with what he allows us to do. Defense defensively is instrumental in our success and he's been great for us we don't take him for granted here i think it's just the postseason award i really think that's that's all that's all that's left i was listening to the tv copy and and alan chris are saying you know he's the unsung hero of this defense one of the most underrated linebackers in the league doesn't get talked about enough i'm like you guys are the show of record. You guys are NBC Sunday Night Football. If you're singing his praises, he's not underrated right, right. anymore. He's, he's there. He, he's the Absolutely. guy. Yeah. You're listening to the Coach McVay Show with DeMarco Farr. I'm J.B. Long and the hook coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. Uh, another person, who, it seems like the light has come on. Sebastian Joseph Day in the middle of your defense, really since the San Francisco game, seems to be grading out really well. Yeah, and I thought yesterday was his best game. And, and you know, Coach Henderson's done outstanding with him. Uh, you know, you could just see really 
really, I thought the way that we played as a whole defensive line uh, was really indicative of the type of night our defense had. There was no, uh, you know, they, they didn't have anything in the run game. There was really no space, and, and I think that's, a, you know, in a large uh, a large reason, excuse me, for the way the defensive line played, and especially Sebastian, you know, being able to play a little bit more snaps than usual and, and made his presence felt and had some good celebrations afterwards, too. Yeah, I thought it was funny, Clay Matthews making plays against Chicago again. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just—you uh, don't get bored with the production from him. He's—he's he's had a great year for us, no doubt. Uh, do you guys have a nickname for for Troy Reader? Can you tell us? Is there one? There must be one. You have one for him? Uh, well, yeah. I what don't want to say it to you. Uh, have you seen the program? The yeah, movie? You, what do you call him? Latimer? Latimer. That's my guy, man. Yes. He, he's he not that like much a Latimer of a meathead. T- no. But the, he, I mean, he absolutely brings it, though. He does bring yeah. it. He's a, he's a good, steady player, but... Uh, he, he's he's got a little bit more foot, football instincts and, and emotional control than Latimer did. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your, your movie encyclopedia always exceeds my own. You leave me in the dust. I mean, you went, you went back stuff. in time That's on that. That's my dude, though. I mean, I just love it. When he fills, he fills hard. And he, he, he really delivers, you know? Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good line. When he found out he was starting, he did say, oh, place at the table. <laughs> right. See? <laughs> Pittsburgh was a big trip for him, too, just knowing about his background and his father and where he's from, he was really looking forward to that one. Yeah. So I'm sure that was a special night, even though you didn't get the result that you wanted. With all these names we're dropping on defense, it kind of crystallized for me. Like At this stage of the season, not only the results kind of showing up, but do you feel like guys have settled into roles and have really grasped fundamentally what your coaching staff is trying to do on that side of the I football? think so. You know, I, I think uh, you know we've got a couple more you know personnel groupings that we've been able to utilize over the last few weeks, but I think guys do have an ownership and an understanding of, all right, what's the intent of this specific call what do we want to get done right here and I think you know like you mentioned you know being able to get Jalen some of the changes that we've had since we've got him and you know just really with some of the adjustments in the secondary you know Marquis Christian and Taylor Rapper guys that have you know taken on a larger role because you forget John Johnson's a great football player that we're missing as mm-hmm. well so you know I, I've just been really impressed with our defense our coaching staff's ability to get those guys up to speed in the, in the way that they've been playing you know has really given us a chance to win and, and that's a big reason why we've been three and one in that stretch that you alluded to the pressures have always been there I mean you are one of the better pressure generating defenses in the league but it seems like the coverage must be a little bit tighter on the back end because all of a sudden they're translating the sacks and game changing plays yeah I think so and, and I also think as a result of you know being able to mix all right how many you're sending forward uh, it can enable you to be able to dictate some matchups that you want you know for some of our special players uh, you know named Aaron Donald <laughs> no kidding <laughs> Uh, still to come, a preview of the Ravens, and it's time we turned our attention to that contest, an 8-2 and two team coming off a dominant victory over Houston, their sixth win in a row. What challenge does that present the defense we just spoke of? And then also Jared Goff and the Rams offense facing the Baltimore D. Two more segments to come tonight on ESPN LA 710. Well, among the celebrities at the Coliseum last night, I thought it was interesting that Mike Vick was in attendance for Sunday Night Football against the Bears because uh, the challenge upcoming on Monday Night Football now... I'm not sure the league has seen anything like it since Vic was playing for the Falcons. Yeah, no, uh, you're talking about an unbelievable guy to watch and, and, and dynamic playmaker that can beat you with his arm and his legs, and that's exactly what Lamar's doing right now as well. Mm, very interesting. Sean McVay, J.B. Long, DeMarco Far with you live from Thousand Oaks. Go ahead, DeMarco. Oh, just uh, everybody, you kind of had a feeling that offense would work if you had a quarterback that can take the pounding, so this isn't shocking. I mean, he was this good in college. He's good in the pros. Tough to stop. Yeah. The thing that's so impressive, you know, usually what you worry about is 
when you run the quarterback or you do some of these different things, say you leave them exposed for injury and susceptible to those kind of things, what stands out to me about Lamar is he's such a good instinctual runner. Uh, he's elusive. He's got strength. He's got the speed. But also, kind of like a boxer, you know, he knows how to slip punches. You never see anybody get a clean shot on him. And I think his uh, elite instincts as a football player enable him to be able to run the ball but still protect himself from some of those shots that typically make you shot away from wanting to utilize the quarterback as a runner and and that's what's as impressive as anything is that he's able to put such pressure on a defense as a runner but he seems like he just always knows how to just work a natural edge on somebody or get down and and not leave himself where you're taking some of the shots that do accumulate over the course of a season so it's monday night 643 has any ram volunteered to play the role of lamar jackson does anyone in this building think they can give you a look this week on scout I think that's why Vic was at the game. He said he was going to come <laughs> hang with us for practice this week. DeMarco said he's still in his 30s. Yeah, still in his 30s. Hey, man, oh, you he never know. He still looks yeah. good, man. Come, Mike's come a stud. Yeah. I, use JoJo. That's what I would do. Oh, yeah? Use the little guy. Yeah, why not? Come on, Al. <laughs> uh, what I was looking at is, uh, well, the best defense against him and schematically what have you, uh, the best defense is to keep him off the field, right? Uh, yes. Keep your offense on it. Keep him off. Sure. So what you did against Chicago actually carries over to Baltimore with some respect. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, in a lot of instances, if you look at really these good teams in, in the league this year, they do a great job of controlling the clock, keeping their defense off the field so that when the defense is ready to go, they're fresh and they're getting off on third down and then their offense is sustaining drives. And, um, you know, certainly we didn't win the time of possession battle, but I think for us to continue to go in the direction that we want to, uh, it's about being able to control those games uh, by a good balance of run and pass, being way, way more efficient on third downs and then keeping our guys off off the field on defense. And I was going to ask you, I was looking at these numbers, Johnny Hacker's day to you, good day, average yeah, day, I th- great I day. Thought, yeah, I uh, thought, you know, I mean, he had some shots. I mean, you, you're talking about some punts that traveled 70-plus yards in the air that he's only really swinging at about 80%, you know, where he's not even having to come all the way through the ball, uh, where he banged them for a couple touchbacks. Uh, I thought the one play that, that I know we will make when we get an opportunity is we kind of kicked a little sky ball, and, you know, we ended up having Simba Webster in there as our left gunner, and there was a little bit of a mix-up. Those are kind of things where Johnny would tell you I could be a little bit more accurate placing it really inside that eight as opposed to kind of right on that one or two and then we'll have Simba looking for that but um, you know I thought you know he had some big time you know some hits and some some important moments for us and then obviously the one that Cohen didn't feel that bounced inside the 20 I thought was huge I'm curious if you could see this year coming for the Ravens way back when when you had joint sessions in Baltimore before last season like could you see the the foundation on their roster to make a run like this even once they made the quarterback change well you could see that they're a great football team you know coach Harbaugh does an excellent job you know they've got a very clear-cut identity in terms of you know physical on both fronts Uh, they've been really good on defense for a long time and then I think when you get a playmaker like Lamar uh, you can see that system and, and, and Greg Roman is done a phenomenal job very similar to what you you saw when Colin Kaepernick was really rolling in San Francisco you see some similarities in terms of the principles but then he's even implemented some more things that are kind of up to date with what you're seeing in terms of the league trends and and anytime that you know you're able to do that it's been impressive to say that you saw this coming uh, I think you saw a really good football team that you're not surprised they're playing so well but uh, what they've done specifically on offense has been really impressive and and uh, you know hats off to those guys. Mm Oh, just uh, it's it's with the with the Monday night. You would think, I mean, it's such a unique offense. You want to spend more time on it, but I guess 
it's almost better to get the mental reps versus the physical reps this late in the year yeah, against that offense? I think it's a combination of both, yeah. you know, because you, you do have to figure out, you know, all right, what, what are some of the things that you want to utilize to try to slow these guys down, which there's not a lot of good formulas on tape, you know. It got, these guys have been playing at such a high level. Um, you look at the efficiency that they're operating with, but I, that is going to be one of the things that you love as a coach is let's dive in the film room, let's figure out, all right, what is going to be the best way that we feel like based on our players to slow these guys down and and I know, uh, you know, that's what we'll be working hard at this week. I hope they think you changed. I hope they think that this is your offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is what you're going to now. And be multiple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you kind of know what you're going to get from them. They don't know what you're going to give them. So That's you know? right. You know, we don't uh, – I didn't know what we were going to get from us, <laughs> you know, a couple hours before the kickoff either. <laughs> the Coach McVay Show presented by In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. Previewing Monday Night Football at the Coliseum in Week 12 against the Ravens. And how about their defense, too? Against Houston, they uh, rang up seven sacks, forced a couple of turnovers. You know, the Marcus Peters trade is, is interesting going the other way, and you've already dropped his name on this program. He's had a lot of success as a Raven. He has, and, and you couldn't be happier for him. I, I really enjoyed the time that we had with Marcus. He and I had a great relationship. Um, you look at the, the production that he's been able to have, and, and, and if, if, you know, you can always be happy for guys, and even if it's not on your team, you know, because of the way that he was with us, because of the way that uh, he and I's relationship went, I have nothing but love for him, and, and I wish him nothing but the best, except for next week when we're playing him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give him a hug and go play. He's just another guy when the game starts, right? Yeah, no, yeah. and he's a really good player, too. I mean, he's he did a great job for us. I mean, you look at a guy, he's had three picks to the house this year, one with us and two with them. I mean, you know, the, the ball production and just the, the playmaking ability is something that stands out, and that's been a consistent with him throughout his career. I had to wrestle with my, my relatives. Uh, well, he must be bad because you guys are letting him go. No, he can still play. Heck, yeah. The guy no, can play. That's not a great yeah. job. You know, it, it, isn't, it wasn't anything that he didn't do. It was more of a reflection of some of the other things and um you know marcus uh marcus is doing his thing and, and he's a great football player those revenge games if we can call them that they cut both ways they always do right you have one in your building i'm sure eric weddle will have a little bit of extra mm. juice on yep. monday night football won't he mm, yeah i think so you know i think he he loved his time there in baltimore loved his coaches loved his teammates uh but you know the competitor in him and, and kenny young the same thing yeah, i gotta tell totally you a funny point. story uh you know he always stands off to the side and watches the game oh yeah kind of like where you stand yes so i asked him once what do you watch what are you looking at when you stand back here looks at me and goes everything yeah, I believe and it. And he's serious. He's oh, watching yeah. every them, us, everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, he probably seen a lot more than me, but that's I try to stand in a vantage point where you can see the entire field, too. So I believe <laughs> that his answer is true. Just to tie the themes together, I mean, we've talked about some of the key contributors on defense, whether it's Littleton who has to have a big day. You said off-air Taylor Rapp's tackling continues to oh, impress you. Oh, my gosh, you. yeah. And, and Weddle's another guy who, who tends to bring down ball carries on first contact. Like, is that something to really watch on Monday Night Football, given the offensive challenge that you're going to see? I think so. I mean, when you just look at, you know, how productive they've been, especially running the football, but especially just breaking tackles, you know, whether it be their running backs, whether it be Lamar, uh, whether it be some of their receivers creating after the catch, mm-hmm. um, you know, tackling is always at a premium and limiting some of the, those yak yards, which they've uh, you know done a great job with. JB, when he closes, he looks like a predator on like Discovery World, no, Discovery I, Channel. Absolutely, just, they do. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Final thoughts from Sean McVay when we close out the Coach McVay Show live from Cal Lutheran. After this, including a glance at the NFC playoff picture. You're listening to ESPN LA 710. 
Monday night, it'll be strength against strength. The Rams' defense really thriving, stuffing the run. The Baltimore Ravens on track to be the top rushing team in modern NFL history. Over 2,000 this season, most by any team through their first 10 games of a season since the 77 Bears. We continue with Sean McVay. DeMarco Farr, I'm J.B. Long. First, how about like a high-level playoff picture view if you have one at all? Do you have any context on what's going on in the NFC, or are you telling us that you're just completely drilled down into week to week? Oh, I mean, you have an idea, but there's still so much, you know, football ball left to be had that I, I do believe that you start looking at other stuff that is out of your control mm-hmm. that doesn't do you any good you know we always talk about you know what really where are you expanding you know expending your energy and the only energy that we really have anything for is to try to find a way to try to go get our seventh win against an excellent football team that's playing as well as anybody in the league right now uh, and as soon as you start looking elsewhere or hoping that things fall in your favor and then you, you sit there and you say well we got to take care of our business before any of those conversations are relevant and part of the reason I ask is because you play back-to-back primetime games, and so you have all day Sunday with nothing but NFL games in front of you, and then this week you'll have Sunday completely off, and obviously there are outcomes that help the Rams, but you can't devote emotional energy to that is what it sounds like. Yeah, and you know, to say that you're not in tune, I'm in tune because I love the game of football, and I love following along and stuff like that, so you know exactly what's going on, you know, but to say that you're really, all right, I'm looking and and hoping, and and you're just dying, you know, hanging on every single thing, you know, we got to worry about ourselves and, and I mm-hmm. and I totally do believe that you know 100. percent All right, do you start the year talking about you know do you say the words Super Bowl playoffs? I mean, some coaches kind of shy away from that altogether. Are you like that as well? Yeah, I, I would say this. I mean, every every team has the same goals where you want to end up at the end of the season. Uh, but in order to even make those goals and, and conversations relevant, you have to handle your business and and you know we talk about producing in the present and and just being where your feet are planted. That's all you can do. And so much changes from day to day, from week to week. I mean, you just look at even just the last week for our team alone with the amount of you know different things that came up that we had to navigate through. You start worrying about things past that you know mm-hmm. and then you say all right well what what happened we didn't find a way to you know get that game done last night or whatever it is and and you know for those conversations to even become relevant like i've said uh you know you got to handle your business and and for us uh, unfortunately we haven't done a good enough job where now you've, you've got to really focus on hey let's lock in let's make sure we do what we do uh one day at a time one week at a time and, and the challenge is is about the baltimore ravens and that's where our sole focus and concentration will lie as one of the toughest professional postseasons to get into. It's funny how the teams who are playing well and achieve tend to find their way in. We can all point to an example where we thought a team might have deserved to make the playoffs and for whatever reason didn't get in. But more often than not, in the NFL, the teams that deserve to play into January end up there. Yeah, I believe that. You know, and, and you know, it, this league, you know, has a way of balancing itself out, especially after 16 games like you're talking about, JB. And, um, you know, you got to be able to learn from some of the things, you know, through and now for us, you know, the first 10 games that didn't always go our way. Let's look at what things did work out in our favor and make sure we continue to try to reciprocate that in these last six games and and, and find a way to get it done as a team with a lot of the changes that, that have occurred, especially for, for this specific team through through 10 weeks. There's always improvement to be done, but as far as team building, chemistry, getting guys all firing on the same cylinders, looking down the field the same way, I think you've done that with this football team. Yeah, and I think that's a credit to the players that we do have, DeMarco. Uh, our coaches have done a great job, and, and that's as important as anything and in a lot of instances if used the right way some of those adverse times that you fight through can you know be be you know very beneficial and and valuable to really just make you stronger as the season goes 
Well, in only three short years, I thought last night was one of the great tests that you and your coaching staff you know, have faced on the field between the lines, and a job well done. That was really intriguing, I think, to see how you put it all together and, and made it work. So congratulations on the win. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you, JB. I'm really just pleased with, with the group as a whole, and, and it was uh, you know, it was a fun locker room post game. Now an extra day to prepare, an extra day off for the players, not just Tuesday but Friday as well, and we will see you under the Monday night lights at the Coliseum. Hope you will join us for the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Rams. For Marco Farr, for Sean McVay, I'm J.B. Long. Coming up next here on ESPN LA 710, it's Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa.